to the recording booth today. I thought I would do another Instagram recording whilst I am also recording a podcast episode. And today's podcast episode on the Peaceful Body Podcast, which you can go and check out, is available on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from, we are there. Go and check us out if you haven't already. Today's episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast is going to be all about why crying is a good thing. I posted a story yesterday talking about how I cry at least once a week. And it's obviously something that we don't normally document. Like when we're crying, we're not thinking, oh, I'm going to whip out my phone and start doing a story or take a photo of it. Or maybe sometimes you do. I don't know. Maybe sometimes people do take a photo of ourselves crying. And I know there's actually been a few events in my life where I've like bawled my eyes out and I've been almost like wanting to see and like document that moment. But it's not really a normal response to think, oh, I'm going through something challenging or I'm crying in this moment. So I want to take a photo of it. But I wanted to kind of explain why crying is actually a good thing and why we don't need to be always avoiding it because I feel like oftentimes, and I hear this with my clients all the time, we want to feel happy-go-lucky all the time. We want to feel positive. We want to feel grateful constantly, which are obviously really important emotions. And we want to create space for those in our life and actively shift into those that energy because obviously whatever we are feeling like is what we're going to attract more of, like attracts like. However, we live in a universe that requires polarity. So we need opposites in order to have a sense of what things are. Without ever feeling stressed, we wouldn't feel relaxed without ever feeling sad. We wouldn't know and be able to understand, oh, I'm feeling happy right now. And something that one of my coaches has been recently saying to me, Matt Kammer, go and follow him on Instagram if you haven't already. He does incredible work and I'm so grateful to be working with him at the moment. He always says to us, well, what if you invited sadness and anger and whatever emotion that you perceive to be low vibe? What if you invited that in, in the same way that you allow happiness to be a part of your life? And it feels really weird to do that because so often we've been programmed to not be sad or to not show our sadness and to not be a burden to other people. But by programming and being giving into that conditioning we're judging ourselves for feeling a certain way so that's why when we feel sad we tell ourselves that we shouldn't be feeling that way and we're basically compounding the negative emotion because now not only do you feel sad but you also are judging yourself and feeling negative about the fact that you're feeling negative so we need to learn how to reorganize our approach to our emotions so that we can actually allow these things to rise up and then let go of them as well So that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode of the Peaceful Body um, Podcast. If you're enjoying this, if you have any questions, as per usual, I love hearing your feedback. I love seeing your comments in the live. I love when you DM me and ask me questions because this podcast is for you. I want to be making sure that it's helpful for you and, you know, getting you're getting um, value from it, essentially. Um, Where this kind of feeling came from is, as I was saying yesterday, I posted a story after going to my new therapist slash coach. I have a lot of people in my support team. In a month, I go and see an acupuncturist, I go to a therapist, I have coaches, I do infrared sauna, I go to the gym. I do all of these things because they help me to stay at a level that I want to be like. I don't want to be waiting until I crash and burn before I allow myself to see a therapist. You don't want to get to this really overwhelmed, exhausted place before you go and meditate because these things, we all need to be doing them consistently so that 
when something does come up or when we're feeling challenged or when things are more busy and we're feeling more tired, we have a reservoir that we can actually draw from. What so many people do is that they wait for things to get really, really bad, really, really painful or really, really overwhelmed before they're like, oh, well, I'll do this one 10 minute meditation and then get frustrated as to why it doesn't work. We need to be consistently doing these things because every single day is going to be so different. Like our lives are so dynamic, which means that they're ever changing. There's always new things happening. Every single day is going to bring up its own opportunities and challenges and situations. So therefore we need to be making sure that every single day we're taking care of ourselves so that we always have a reservoir to deal with. So as I was saying, I have lots of things that support me because I know now that I need to be proactive about my health, my mental health, my well-being and my ability to be productive and creative and inspired. And instead of waiting until I crash and burn, and that's been a huge mindset shift that I've had to um, change essentially to reprogram in my brain because so often we're taught that we can only deserve things once we've struggled and earned them by working really, really hard. When in reality, if we give back to ourselves first, then we are actually able to serve even more. But it's a big change in the way that society has been taught us and the way that most of us have been brought up. So recently I've started to go see a new therapist slash coach and I call it therapy slash coaching because he kind of combines different styles that he does. And that was something that was really important for me. And I was seeing my old therapist for almost two years, super, super consistently, because that's been a massive priority for me um, to always making sure that I have the right support, running a business, managing my own life and managing my mental health. All of these things really require me to be held, to be supported. I support a lot of people. I support a lot of clients. I do deep work with my clients and on myself. So I need that external support, that unbiased opinion from coaches and therapists to help me to get to where I want to be. I don't put all of this expectation and pressure on myself to be everything for everyone, including myself. Think about your own life. Are you supporting people around you? Are you giving out to people all the time? Are you always the one that is helping and holding everyone around you? And really think about who is supporting you? Where are you getting your energy from? Who is holding you? And only you can take responsibility for that and put yourself in a good position so that you feel like you're being supported and held. So anyway, I always make it a priority to see my therapist and it's not something that I think, oh, I need to wait until I have the right amount of money for it. It's an investment that I make work. I don't sit there and wonder, oh, maybe not this month or maybe in two weeks or maybe once my next paycheck comes, I take action on it and I'm decisive and I move forwards with it. I trust myself that I'm going to be able to make the investment work because you always can and you always have. So often we think, oh, well, I need to wait until a certain amount, like I get my next paycheck in order to go and see a therapist. And obviously, sometimes maybe you do but still take action and booking it in and make sure that it doesn't just become something that you procrastinate on because I understand that it can feel a little bit overwhelming to go and see a coach or work and go in a program or open up and be vulnerable to a new person and so that's why we therefore often try to make all of these justifications in our head that like I don't have the money or is it going to be worth it or I'm not bad enough or whatever reasons come up but at the end of the day, you have to like, you're going to keep coming back to that same issue time and time again. And maybe some days, yes, you will have a really good day, of course, but it's not about, as I said, at the start of this podcast, always waiting until you crash and burn to go and get that support. So I was seeing this therapist for the past two years, and I just decided that it was time for me to see a new person to get a new perspective. I wanted someone that was a little bit less clinical, a bit more coaching style. I obviously have a business coach who helps me massively with um, my mindset as well, because all of our 
things in life are going to be so interwebbed. You know, your nutrition is going to relate to your mindset, your mindset, uh, your mindset is going to relate to your business and everything is just all this beautiful connected web. One of my favorite sayings and my personal coaching philosophy, the way that I help my clients is acknowledging that the way you do anything is the way that you do everything. So whatever problem is presenting itself in its relationship is a pro- probably a problem and an issue that you're facing internally within as well. And, and it's just, it is crazy how interconnected these things are. And the deeper I get into coaching and doing this work on myself, the more I am constantly blown away by how interwebbed everything is, which is why it's so important to have a holistic approach. So I went to go see this new therapist yesterday. And I remember saying in the morning to my girlfriend that I was like, oh, I'm feeling pretty chill today. Like, I don't feel like I really need that session, but I'd had it booked in and I was like, I'll just go and like, what's the harm in getting any extra support? And sometimes it does feel a little bit almost indulgent to go and get that support because for so long, especially as women, we've been taught that we should just like do things on our own and not get too much attention and not make too much of a big deal. I posted an Instagram reel on my story yesterday about why women find it hard to really feel pleasure and allow themselves to feel pleasure in whatever domain that may be, you know, like eating really yummy food or allowing themselves to be taken care of or wearing really beautiful clothes and letting themselves to be seen because so many of those things have been taught by, you know, by years and years and years of being like, well, that's hysterical of you to feel like that. And why would you react like that? And you're a witch and now we're going to burn you at the stake. So it's like this real long generational old lineage feeling that we have that we can't like really just enjoy things that we always need to be justifying things that we always need to be watching the way that we act the way that we speak the way that we show up all the time so Anyway, didn't feel like I needed the therapy session in the morning, but decided to go forwards with it anyway, because what have I really got to lose? I think every single investment that I ever make in my mindset, in my health, in my business is always worth it. And that's because I choose it to be, not because I'm forcing the responsibility on the person that's giving me the service. What I mean by that is I don't mean that I don't expect the person who I am paying to offer me a service to not do anything, but I also take responsibility for the way that I show up, the way that I ask that person questions, the way that I take initiative in being a good client, being open and taking responsibility for me being the client on that end. Otherwise, what we're doing is falling into more of this like victim mindset of being like, save me and provide me with all of the answers and tell me all the solutions to my problems. At the end of the day, we all have the solutions within us. We all have so much more wisdom, but it's when we go to coaches or when we read certain books or when we talk to certain people that it opens up um, access to our brains in different ways, different questions, different people, different situations. When we intentionally put ourselves in those situations is going to help us access different parts of our brains that we might not do on our own, which is why, again, it's so important to be making sure that you have the right support around you. So I went to go see my therapist and I was just really chilling and I walked in there and I was like, yeah, I'm relaxed and whatever. And, you know, obviously you go through the whole coaching therapy situation, rundown of my week. And he just asked me this question that I really, that just really, for some reason, when he asked me the question, I was like so taken aback by how truthful it was and how much it was holding me back that it just caught me completely off guard. And I instantly started bursting into tears and I couldn't hold it back. And I was just trying my best because crying always feels a little bit, well, it feels so vulnerable. It always feels a little bit exposing. And you always are kind of like 
this feeling of like taking up space around crying because it's like, okay, well now the limelight is on you. Like you're the one that's crying. So therefore you should be getting attention. But there's a bit of a tug and pull because there's this old version of me that's feeling like I shouldn't be crying. That's feeling like I shouldn't be taking up too much space or I should just get over it. And then there's this more evolved new approach I guess I have where I'm like it's safe to feel my emotions it's okay to receive this support and whenever we're kind of changing our programming and our conditioning around the way that we show up whether it be with our emotions relationships nutrition whatever it might be initially we're always going to have to have a really conscious effort of like okay this is my old habit my old pattern that I could easily slip into autopilot but obviously for some reason you've identified that that is not serving you for me pushing down my emotions bottling up my tears was not serving me because then at random moments in the day something really small would happen and I'd get really frustrated at or some someone would say something to me slightly untoward or I would take it in the wrong way and I'd get really annoyed at them quickly because I had all of these emotions pushed down within me. So practicing really just allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to take up space, allowing myself to go there to those emotions. And the reason why crying is a good thing is because it doesn't mean that you're a baby. It doesn't mean that you're being too dramatic. There is no such thing as being too dramatic. Every single person has the right to feel their own emotions. Every single person does. And if you see someone crying and it brings up a response in you of like, oh my God, they're being too much or they're taking up too much space or they're being a baby or they're being overly emotional, whatever kind of judgment comes up, notice that that judgment is probably a projection of how you feel about yourself when you cry. So when you're feeling triggered by someone else expressing their emotions freely, and maybe it's a person like an adult, and maybe it's a baby, whenever you feel like that, it's an opportunity for you to think, oh, this is probably something that I'm judging myself. Like, how do I judge myself when I'm crying? And how is that holding me back as well? But the question that my therapist asked me that made me just like burst into tears was basically I was explaining that I was feeling guilty about something. And we all experience guilt, which doesn't necessarily serve us most of the time. Most of the time, we're feeling guilty about something that we cannot control. We're feeling guilty about someone's emotions. We're feeling guilty about something that we've done whatever it might be. And and sometimes guilt can be really helpful to shine um, a light on an action or a thing that we're doing that isn't in alignment with our values. And when we're thinking about what's not in alignment with our values, it's like, doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It just means, okay, this action that I'm taking isn't in alignment with who I want to be. So therefore I can change it, but it doesn't need to influence your worthiness. It cannot influence your worthiness as a person. So basically the question that um, my, (laughs) back to the point, the question that my, that my coach asked me was like, how is this guilt serving you in this moment? And I literally was just like, Which seems like a bit of a weird question to ask because you might think, well, what do you mean? Why would guilt serve me? Why would why would we hold on to guilt? Why would we make ourselves feel guilty? Especially as I've just said now that most of the time guilt isn't actually serving us because we're feeling guilty about things that we can't control. People's emotions, external situations, ETC. But when he asked me that question, I had a huge brain like synapse where I was just like, whoa, I can see the whole universe like so much more clearly. And this is why coaching is so 
freaking powerful because had I not gone to that session, had I listened to my ego in the morning that was like, you're fine, you're relaxed, you can do everything on your own. Had I not just gone there, not needing to justify it for myself, not needing to be really, really bad, I may not have found this pattern, this self-limiting belief that was really deep within my subconscious that was holding me back from showing up. And the reason why we hold on to negative emotions sometimes is because it helps us to play small. It helps us to feel safe. It obviously has served us up until a point. And then when we can figure it out, we can create a solution for that struggle. What most people will do, especially around when they're feeling stuck or blocked or they're just not getting where they want to go, they find a, a, a an action to take and they're like, okay, well, maybe I'll just start doing affirmations or maybe I'll just do this journaling prompt. And the, the problem with doing that is that it's not specific to the struggle that you're actually facing. You're just kind of like trying to do a million different things and putting even more pressure on yourself without actually figuring out, okay, what is actually blocking me? Where is this coming from? What is the root of the struggle, which is what I do with all of my clients. We get really deep in figuring out, yes, okay, maybe you're not managing your time properly, but where has that come from? Where has that stemmed from? What belief is stopping you from doing that? And figuring that out needs the help of an external person who is not in the middle of your life, who doesn't know you, who is unbiased, who can give you that opinion from their experience, their wisdom, and their knowledge. So basically I've discovered yesterday that I, by feeling guilty, it's keeping me playing small because if I'm playing any bigger then in the way that my brain had perceived it in a distorted way, because I wasn't self-aware of this pattern, it meant that if I got bigger, you know, if I was playing bigger and more eyes were being seen on me or I had a bigger people looking at me, whatever it might be, then I would feel even more guilty. So therefore my guilt, my body, my mind was protecting me from getting bigger so that I didn't have to feel more guilty. However, obviously that's a really distorted way of thinking about things. And now when I'm explaining this whole situation, it sounds probably really clear to you that, okay, we need to work on the guilt so that you can then show up bigger and be of more service and be more helpful because you don't need to feel guilty about things that you cannot control, right? But when we're in the middle of that, when we have these beliefs, when they're in our brain, when they're things that we're not conscious of and we're just operating on this autopilot, we just assume that that's the only way to live. We don't sit there thinking, I'm guilty and that's making me play small. It just feels like a part of your reality that you don't know that there is another option to it. When you see a coach, they will ask you questions that help you see things in a completely different way. And that is what's going to help you to take actions that are in a completely different way, which is then going to help you to have results in a completely different way. And the reason why crying is so good is that when I realized this, when I realized that my guilt was keeping me playing small, when I realized the way that I was holding myself back, I started crying, not because I am an emotional crybaby or I'm too dramatic or anything like that. I started crying because I was realizing that I was able to let it go. Crying is a physiological response that your body does when it feels emotions and it's shedding a layer of something that you do not need anymore, something that does not serve you anymore. So if we can really start to set the intention and and have an approach around crying, of like, yeah, when I cry, it means that I'm letting go of something that doesn't serve me anymore. And it's a really physical, somatic experience in your body. It's one thing to be able to think about something rationally, but a whole other thing to feel the change shifting in your body. Sometimes that can be through like, you know, punching a pillow. Sometimes it can be through going for a run. Sometimes it can be laughing. Sometimes it can be dancing. And sometimes it's going to be crying. And that is okay. 
Okay, hopefully that this um, podcast episode resonated with you if you are enjoying it. If any of these things um, in this podcast episode resonated with you and you're like ready to work with a coach, I've got my Empowered Peace Group Mindset Coaching Program. We've already got spots filling up for that. So if you want to get more information about that group mindset program, you want to feel connected to your intuition, you want to be respected and have really deep, genuine relationships, and you want to feel like you're so confident with your purpose and you know exactly where you want to go, then this is the program for you. Um, as soon as you sign up, the program is starting at the end of March, but as soon as you sign up, you get a bonus couple of weeks of messenger coaching with me. And this is where all of my clients continually say to me, a lot of the magic happens. So if you want to get, um, take advantage of that bonus messenger coaching, plus we're an early bird message me now, let me know where you're at, what you're struggling with. And I can tell you whether or not the program is right for you because it's really, really important with me that I work with people that feel like a fuck. Yeah. Like a full body alignment. So, um, if, yeah, if you have any questions about that, let me know. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this recording of the podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, or maybe this is your first time listening, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review, because that's how more people can find this podcast. We can grow this audience, share this message together, and just create a really beautiful community of like-minded souls.